0: Detective. After this, I'm
1: Detective. Gone. No big surprise. Detective! You're looking for me. Hey! What's your fucking move?
2: If you think Kevin Spacey's great in this movie, I only have one thing to say to you. Me too. This is Spoilers. That was a
3: pretty good
4: one. That was pretty
2: good. I liked it. Divisive. <laughs> it's 2019, so...
4: Half of the population just clicked right off.
2: All right. Well, hey.
3: Just the females, though. So. so 90% of our listeners are still on board. That's good. Yeah,
2: we're good. We're good. Six uh, yeah, six dudes on this pod. Well, five. All right, so um, this is Spoilers. Uh, we are reviewing the Christopher Plummer Classic 7
0: you like what you do for a living? These things you see?
2: We have to wear blinders sometimes. Most times. Nice. Detective William Somerset is looking for a way out.
3: You're retiring. Six more days and you're all the way gone. So how long have you
0: lived here?
2: Too long. Detective David Mills is looking for a way in.
0: We'll be spending every waking hour together from now until the time I leave. I'll show you who your friends and enemies are. Look, I'm a homicide by you. Not
1: here. Now, it's- they're caught in a game. No fingerprints and no witnesses of any kind. Nope. About the only thing we know about that guy right now is he's totally insane. With the price of sin
5: is dead there are seven deadly sins gluttony you're going to come take a look at this greed
2: no one touches anything
5: sloth wrath
2: pride lust and envy seven you can expect five more of these body was found on tuesday morning
3: i hate this city
2: you're gonna get who did this this will be the very definition of swift justice there are two more bodies, two more victims. This guy's methodical, exacting, and worst of all, patient.
1: He's laughing at us. He, he had a gun. He's two murders away from completing his masterpiece. Hey! Let's finish it. Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, Gwyneth Paltrow... Seen anything like this? No. Seven.
2: Uh, <laughs> it is great movie. Maybe. We'll see. Um, this is Brett Kelly uh, recording from Fort Wayne. Dang it. I said my name. Bleep that out. <laughs> um, Dox Self. Self Docs. I am. Wow. On I am unraveling right now. I'm sorry. (laughs) So why don't we go from, uh, let's say, uh, least to least and start with whoever's the most east and uh, tell us where you're recording from and tell us your two favorite Brad Pitt movies since we always try to sneak a second one in. So is that Josh?
4: I think that is me. Okay. Okay. I love seven almost as much as I loved one through six. So
2: this is. you <laughs> know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love corny jokes. I love that. <laughs>
4: Uh, I remember Legends of the Fall being a big one for me when I was little. Uh, My mom loves that. Man, Fight Club was my jam for a long time. That's definitely one of them. So, I don't know. Snatch and Fight Club,
2: maybe, I would say. So, Josh finds (laughs) a way to get four movies in. (laughs) Sprinkling a little (laughs) bit of Meet Joe
5: Black, and yeah, I'm good.
2: I I like most of his movies. And Mighty Joe Young. Yep. I know at least one of Stevie's, so let's go ahead and go to
5: Stevie. Hey there, this is Stevie recording from Elkhart, Indiana. And let's see, one of them's in Glorious Bastards. Yeah. Mm. I absolutely love that movie. Good call. And the other Brad Pitt movie. God. Movie or performance, Brett? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Have fun with it.
4: You like him on Friends or
5: what? You know Ooh, I it. Love him no, on I mean He's so good. I say Snatch. Yeah. Him, his turn as Mickey is brilliant. So, snatching bastards. Mm.
2: you are gonna take a break. Uh, Mikey. Uh
0: yeah, Mikey. Recording from Goshen, Indiana. Uh, I like uh, pretty much all Brad Pitt movies, yeah, but really uh, good. I really like him in the Ocean series. I know that's three movies, but uh, I just think he's really good in those. He's the cool guy in Ocean. So
2: which? Oh, Ocean. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like those movies. I like them in that. Oh,
2: yeah. Cool. Did you only say one, or did you say... What was it I next? just said uh, the All series. Of them. Yeah, the Oceans, All right. yeah. Uh, Pappy? I'm looking at Letterboxd now.
3: It says he was he's in Being John Malkovich.
2: Is that true? I've never seen it, but...
3: I don't remember him being in that. I'll say that. <laughs> and that movie. And yeah, great bathroom. performance I don't remember a second of it he plays
2: himself uncredited so
3: I don't remember him being in that at all but I love that fucking movie when I saw it so and yeah. Pappy Denver
2: alright this like I said this is Brett I'm gonna break my own rules um, I'm going to say Snatch Ocean's Eleven and The Big Short are probably my three Ooh, favorites that's a good one
5: you just saw it for the first time recently didn't you
2: yeah probably about four or five months ago but yeah I, I loved it I like a lot
4: what do you guys so, think about the upcoming film? Um it's not out yet at the time of recording, but this Tarantino flick, Once Upon a Time in cannot Hollywood.
5: I not wait. Looks good, man. Bring a little love
2: in. Yeah. Burr, burr, burr. Looks creepy. But um not maybe it doesn't look creepy, but like we know what's probably going to happen at the end, so that's pretty creepy. What do you think, Josh? You looking forward to it or what?
4: Yes, I am very much looking forward to it. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail your pod. I feel bad. I don't agree with your hypothesis, but... What's my hypothesis?
2: I don't know. That's what what Quentin Tarantino said to that reporter who asked him a question about being sexist or whatever.
4: Man, I don't even have an opinion. (laughs) That's what Marvin said.
2: All right. Well, let's... Before it gets even more off the rails, let's go ahead and start. I'm going to... I know I say this all the time when I do pods, but I'm going to try to do it differently. Um, I'm going to need you guys' help a lot, but... Um I'm gonna break it up into little sections. I seven or eight. So just uh, just I'm gonna give a little bit of background information. Um I'd say the two there's two main characters in this movie. Uh William Somerset, which is played by Morgan Freeman. Uh he's a detective lieutenant, he's retiring in seven days, super smart. He's not I got Ooh, the seven. Yep. Seven? Yeah. Uh I would I got the Ow opinion that he's he's not super popular among his colleagues. I don't know if it's because he's too smart or he's a recluse or whatever. But um, And then the other main character is David Mills uh, who's played by Brad Pitt. Um, he's a detective. He's brand new to this particular precinct. He's a hothead. Uh, he seems to want to prove himself in the big city and do some real good um, in the world or whatever. And the uh, side character is uh, Tracy Mills played by Gwen Paltrow. Pepper she Pot. is david mills aka brad pitt's wife and this is this stuff doesn't really bother me but i thought it was kind of funny that they're high school sweethearts okay she was like 22 23 in this movie and he was 32 so i would say they're trying to age her age him down but he had said he did like five years on homicide and like a bunch of years on the beats of the street so they're like trying to age her up which i thought was really weird but but she is so
4: cute in this movie that you almost forget how much of a raging asshat she is in real life (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) the the ceo and co-founder of goop she's adorable in this film
2: she is she's young dumb and full of brad pitt Um, (laughs) What? No. It's a well acted performance. Speaking of John C. McGinley, he's also in this movie. He plays John C. McGinley. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to break this. (laughs) He's Dr. Cox. Come on, he's classic. So I kind of have this broken down into, I kind of try to skip a lot of the little mini stuff that I don't think is super important. Like the first thing I just kind of want to talk about.
4: How many segments are you breaking this up into?
2: Siete. Well, Seven, yeah, seven is going a half. Because you said of seven
4: or eight, and I was like, it better be seven.
2: <laughs> no, it's it's seven with with a couple little mini interludes in between. But the first one's gluttony. S seven so vn. Does, uh, Josh, you just watched this movie, so do you feel comfortable kind of getting us started on gluttony and how that's set up? And yeah,
4: because this is probably the one. <sighs>
2: That I remember the most as a kid. This, yeah, out.
4: this is this is one that's one of the top five of these that scarred me the most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Pretty so, high batting percentage on these. Yeah, For sure. <laughs> our bad guy sneaks into this really obese guy's house, force feeds him um, a bunch of tomato sauce to the point where like his gun has made like indentations in the stew's head, and. He's got him cha- chained to his chair in the meantime, and like after twelve hours, I think of force feeding him, the guy passes out, and he like kicks him in the stomach, and his stomach blows up inside of him, no. and it's the. Gr- I was <laughs> uh, I was watching this in my lunch break, eating some like Arby's mozzarella sticks. Yeah, I, and it was we were eating
2: meatloaf last night, and no, I could not no. eat. Oh. <laughs> we had spaghetti tonight. I'm glad we didn't have that last mm,
4: night. Yeah, like Arby's yeah mozzarella stick a little juicy kind of comes out mm, and then it's like this out, yeah. mm, and then you see this guy's ankle oh man
2: they also kind of make a point I believe to say I don't remember when he ran uh, again you don't know who the killer is it's one of the I think the best parts of this movie is it's super subtle um, they're not shoving anything down your you don't throat even know like if it's a killer right yeah. yeah like they get called but like Brad Pitt actually says in the movie who said this was murder and yeah. uh Somerset says no one so yeah but then they I don't know how they eventually didn't get it because he was tied to the chair but yeah the the scene with the puke under the table is really gross and um, they actually make a point to say the killer maybe left in the middle of this torture to go to the store and what did he buy more pasta? Dude I think that's because
4: the guy ate more than he expected. Oh yeah for sure
2: (laughs) (laughs) Gross yeah. So, um, uh, do they find the note here? No, they find the note later. So, uh, we're not gonna get into like they they split up at some point, but Somerset comes back. Um, Pappy, do you want to describe when he comes back to the house by himself what he finds?
3: Yeah. So in the autopsy, they found some like mm-hmm. shavings on the floor, and uh, Somerset goes back uh, to the apartment, and he realizes those came from the the legs of the refrigerator scraping the ground. Um, So he moved the refrigerator back or something, or or put the the scrapes back in place and moved the refrigerator over him, and he sees the gluttony uh, painted on the wall.
2: Yeah, there's also a note there that uh, it's uh, from uh, Paradise Lost by John Milton, which I think was written in the 1500s or 1600s. The quote is, long is the way and hard that out of hell leads up to light. So it's definitely like a Fallen Angel reference. That's what the, that book's about. So I don't know where that... I think that comes up later, but... So are, yeah, all these, much, are all these things
4: ahead. supposed to be like actual clues at the end? Or are they just kind of creepy, do you think?
2: I think he uses this quote... I don't know if he used it as a clue as much as like to kind of find out like a little breadcrumb. Not a breadcrumb, just like a little nibblet of information on the guy like... He's piecing these little pieces of information together, but
3: it all leads uh, back to the library card. Yeah, <laughs> I think one of my other favorite parts of the movie too, sorry to go back to like the first time in the apartment, mm-hmm. is like the initial chemistry between mm-hmm. Brad Pitt and uh Somerset. Like, there, it's really contentious, and and Brad Pitt like is really kind of showing. He seems really young there. Like Stevie, you mentioned that he's, he's such a baby here, and like he seems really so his character seems young. really immature.
5: Yeah. Very.
2: Yeah, actually I actually have in my notes, like, Somerset and Mills are put on a case together. I mean, they just met, and you could tell how different they are, like, right away. And it's, it's, they're, yeah, contentious for sure.
3: Did Pappy say immature? A little bit. He, he throws a couple of tantra, t- temper tantrums a couple of times.
2: Yeah, that's kind of his thing. And plus, he's a full blown dickhead, right? His um, dialogue is kind of shouty throughout the I think he's more of a, a hothead, man. personally. But I
0: think he wants to prove himself. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And Somerset is like, I'm done with this city. He's just trying to collect his paycheck till the end of the week. He's trying to get out. And he's, I think he's also like kind of half protecting uh, uh, Brad Pitt's character here because he knows this city is so messed up. Also, it's like an unnamed city, so I, in my head, I imagine it's like Gotham or something.
5: Metropolis.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Good. Sorry.
0: But yeah, he's just like so sick of this city. I think he. Uh, it's kind of like half protecting Mills and also like Mills has no idea what, what to expect.
2: Yeah, uh, he's like naive and really green because he came from the suburbs. Like like Mikey said, I actually watched a, a little video about how this movie is really ambiguous. A lot of parts are and then One of the main things they did was like Mikey said, they never established a city and he did that on purpose. Um, I saw someone make a joke that said it was like lost new angel york so it's kind of like i was thinking in new york and then like towards the end it's like straight la or at least california so because
3: they're in the desert yeah
2: and well, one gwyneth paltrow, guy, gwyneth, paltrow
4: gwyneth paltrow has a line where she says when we lived upstate it was upstate. like this mm-hmm. so that made me think new york
2: right i mean that's what I thought like too. upstate california is way different too than but yeah no, that's no, true for sure. that's, i was thinking
3: but that's the brilliance of making a choice like that. Is like this, right. this movie is set in like real world light. You know what I mean? Like it's the real world, but like it's it's so dark and like almost over the top in right. spots that it couldn't be a real city. It, that would almost take you Gotham. out of the movie.
2: Yeah. Right? No, Gotham's perfect. And I, again, I, I was gonna finish off the. They didn't want purposely. They thought they didn't want to use L.A. or Chicago or New York. You know, places where there are a lot of crime, because these cities actually have good things about them. This city is supposed to be It is as, Gotham. Like yeah, nothing good in this city. It's bleak, it's dark, there's crime everywhere. It's Sodom so and Gomorrah. So I Gamora. think it's such a really good... Yes, Sodom and Gomorrah, yeah, that's fine. So it's Gotham. Yes, we. I, mean, I think we all are good with the Gotham. <laughs> so you're confirming.
3: So We're Kevin Spacey turned himself in just like Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight. Is what Why didn't they
2: me. use the bat symbol? True. Bat symbol. Just a real quick interlude here. Um... In, in between these first two cases they have this really weird kind of cool scene with uh, what is it R. Lee Ermey who's just a classic he's classic in playing when he plays is it two full metal jacket what else this this nothing this. else okay correct um, yeah. he Somerset asked to be taken off the case but he's denied and then Mill asked to be to have the case and he gets taken off um, and they kind of go their separate ways, which leads us to uh, Greed Greed um, Mikey, do you want to hop in on getting us started on greed?
0: Yeah. uh, Mills uh, gets thrown off of that case, like you said, uh, but then he unexpectedly gets handed uh, a connecting case, uh, which he doesn't know yet. uh, And it's in a a lawyer's office. Uh, There's this guy that was murdered and he ended up having to carve off a pound of flesh.
2: What is that noise? And off of
0: his own body. I'm
2: with, I'm with you. What, what is going on? Okay, sorry, Mikey. Go ahead. And,
0: and uh, <laughs> Jesus. And he's just uh, putting it on weights against I don't know, just a, a pound of something. So that was kind of like Kevin Spacey's character's sick uh, analogy for greed or something with this lawyer, and he. I don't know, just uh, writes greed and blood on the floor. And when uh, Somerset or, uh, when Mills gets there, he's uh, kind of just left dumbfounded because he's looking for clues and he's like standing right in the middle of the crime scene. <laughs> uh, and uh, he doesn't know that it's uh, connected yet because at this point we hadn't seen... Uh, greed, yeah. Uh, yeah, we hadn't seen uh, Somerset pick up that note yet. I think uh, that was like after yep. this scene, so... They don't know that these two uh, crimes are connected at this point.
2: Yeah, um, the uh, just a little bit of history here. Um, the pound of flesh—that's what you were referring to. That is a uh, that's from William Shakespeare's *The Merchant of Venice*. Um, Never saw I think, it. Well, yes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> what year is that? It was a hundred ninety or something. Oh. <laughs> it's an eighties uh, movie. It's, it's what a uh, Jewish loan shark demands from someone for a loan that he gave him and the guy can't pay his loan and I don't know what happens after that but that was the first time pound of flesh was used isn't that what
5: gets shorties based off of I don't know I watched like Mm.
2: 30 minutes of that 20 years ago and stopped so gotcha continue I heard it I mean I always wanted to go back and watch it but because I thought be cool was pretty good um, does anybody have anything they want to add to Greed? I mean, we haven't quite gotten to the...
5: What was the rule? No bones were allowed?
0: No bones, yeah, no, bone no cartilage. cartilage. And so Mills was like, uh, the only place that could be is, like, your love handle, so he like, chopped off his the side there.
2: Right, where all the fat is. Yeah, mm. because he, you know, if you want to, like, live, I guess you can cut off fingers and those way more, but he wanted, I mean, I'm guessing he wanted you to die, because, I guess if you take a pound of your flesh off, you're probably going to die, but... I mean, the goal was for him to die, even if he made him think that. Uh, yeah, it says one pound of flesh, no more, no less. No you got to go ass no cheek. Bone,
4: Ooh. Ooh.
2: That's nice. a pretty good one.
5: Booty cheek would have been the way down. to go.
2: Um, so, just, yeah, so it Mills is pretty lost, like like Mikey say. He's kind of standing in the middle. He's not as good at this. as Brett, uh,
4: are you confused ahead. as to, like, Morgan... Freeman and Brad Pitt's like relationship on the case at this point in the movie.
2: Well, they've just gone. They're on. They're, on, like they're not Mikey partners said, anymore. They're on two different cases, but they find out that they're related. Because as Mikey said, after this, is this when, when they
4: start sharing like an office? At-
2: well, th- that's that's coming up soon. Like Mikey said, or what Pappy said, Somerset goes back to that house, finds the gluttony, and then he's completely uninterested in. The greed case until he finds out about greed, then that's when he goes to the library. He gets all those books. He makes a list of books for Brad Pitt to check out, and he leaves it to him. And then they're in their office, and then that's when the catalyst for how this their partnership goes uh, actually get called by Mills's wife Tracy, and she invites Somerset to dinner.
5: Mm-hmm. Why is so William go, a good name? <laughs> in every movie. <laughs> Pirates
3: of the Caribbean. Oh, that's a good strong name. This movie. Oh, that's a good name. I don't
2: understand. I don't know.
0: Is it a biblical name?
5: No. I don't know.
2: No, it's the, like an old, older English name, I'd imagine. But maybe it's come from German. I don't know Wilhelm. But so they go have dinner, and they become more and more friendly to each other. And then all of a sudden, they're sitting there working on the case. And they get the idea to go to the widow's house of the lawyer. They ask her if she remembered anything, if anything in these pictures, and she's you know she's completely distraught. She can't be bothered.
0: But it's just <laughs> like, look at look at these pictures of your dead
2: husband, yeah. ma'am. And I love the sticky, the post it notes like covering it. It's pretty
5: good thinking, <laughs> I guess. But yeah,
3: do you see anything out of the ordinary <laughs> other than the blood and guts on the floor? Yeah,
5: exactly. <laughs> Look harsh. at your dead husband and then look for a painting you bought a long time ago. Right.
2: But, yeah, as Stevie said there, she notices the painting is upside down. So then they go to the office, and that's where this kind of leads us into – Do you want to take the end of this in the office and kind of take us into sloth, Stevie? Okay. So, sloth's kind of a long one. It's kind of a slower play, so –
5: Okay, so if I remember this correctly, because this movie always boggles my mind, because you're juggling a thousand different murders, mm-hmm. but For sure. when well seven, I'm just <laughs> saying it's a lot to keep track of. Lots of ins, lots of outs. Round up. Yeah. Very true. Very true. <laughs> um, no but more. When no they remove less the than painting, than they're looking to like open the back of it. You know, are there notes? Is there other shit written on the wall somewhere? And that's when Somerset... Okay, can you admit that Somerset is just Virgil Tibbs before he retires? I think he's better than Virgil Tibbs, but...
2: Tibbs I mean, come on,
5: being a polymath like that, that's Virgil Tibbs.
2: Well, you're talking about from the show, right? I've never seen it. I know you love the show. I've never seen the show. I'm talking about from we're the movie.
3: About, we're talking about, of course, In the Heat of the Night. Yes. Yeah, yeah, sorry, For the listeners they
2: at home, call
5: don't, don't know. me Mr. Tibbs.
0: Thank you, Pap. I don't know what they're talking right. about. <laughs>
5: Long story short, he was an African American detective who was a genius in all sorts of different areas and expertise.
1: That's Somerset to a
5: T. But great song too. That might be an edit point. Nope. What?
4: <sighs> I mean to infer that, like, there could only be one genius black detective in all cinema.
3: The edit point is the fucking papers you were wrestling around five minutes ago, Yeah, Josh. seriously. Not, I'll,
4: I'll edit this the, episode.
5: I was trying to get a something. good point Stevie just made. I'm not... No, Josh, don't imply that I'm racist. I'm just saying if you're going to make a detective <laughs> that's like that... that that's Let's
2: pr- move on. Let's move
5: on. Jeez. Stevie, you were on Jesus. a Jesus. Kind of. He's finding clues. He's finding clues, yeah. finds painting. fingerprints... That's when they take the fingerprints back to the lab and they connect it to a pederast like Kevin Spacey and um... A legend. He is. And that's when they, uh... go to that dude's apartment and that's where the beginning of Sloth is, where they're starving this... He starved a guy for, what, a year?
2: Yeah, to the day. That's like, oh man, that's just so creepy.
5: I hate watching that scene. Uh, It's gross.
2: Yeah, it's like one of the it's just a great jump scare because you, like, don't expect it. You have, like, no reason to think that. Like, Dr. Cox is in his face and he's like, you got what you deserved. And the guy, like, coughs or whatever.
3: Even the doctor's like, he's about to go to hell after he dies.
2: <laughs> yeah. I like, had that in my notes, too. Yeah, so.
3: It, well, but, wait, I want to go back. Because, Brett, you said a year to the day. And that always bothered me because I felt like there was no way that Kevin Spacey could have possibly... Known that yeah. even if he is as smart As he is but on this rewatch Brad Pitt says there's Like uh, Morgan Freeman says a year to the day And Brad Pitt says there's no way we can Know that's true and Morgan Freeman just Dismisses him and like moves on to the next topic so I actually think that one kind of throwaway line By Mills like kind of saves that whole plot Point like maybe it mm-hmm. wasn't a year to the Day but they had he had 365 well, Photos like to trick them or something
2: you No, know, he said it's a year to the Day he wanted us he did that on purpose, but, and Brad Pitt goes, "You can't know that." And he goes, "He did, or something like that." But I didn't. But yeah, need to, like, I think. also has your... a good
3: point. There is what I'm saying. Like Morgan Freeman doesn't have a counter to. We don't know that's true, right? He, just he doesn't has have any evidence old... that it's true. Yeah, but I'm I'm glad
4: you bring that up, though, Pat, because that was like, does this guy have superpowers or something? I think that's kind of what you're thinking at this point. Yeah. Is how could he be so smart that they would figure out things behind the painting and like the fridge and all that stuff and like that exact amount of time.
2: Yeah, that's that's a stretch, like, for him to because he the clue he left were in a really hard place and you take someone really smart to know and he didn't know who was he didn't know who was doing the case at the time, so, you know, it's a huge leap of faith to hope that someone super smart like Tibbs is yep. solving the case that quickly. Probably only Tibbs and Somerset could solve that case. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that said, though, I love those two parts of the movie I just mentioned. When they're like finding those clues hidden, I think that's awesome mm-hmm. oh, cinema. Yeah. I love it.
2: For sure. Um, just as a quick side note, I believe the fingerprint tech who's like, guys, this could take as, as long as three days. That I believe that's actually Morgan Freeman's son. He's oh. also an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Stevie c- c- kind of skipped over some of the
3: Edit Morgan. point Every black guy is Morgan Freeman's son, all of a sudden.
2: Yeah, oh, <laughs> okay. Well, Nepotism we lost...
3: in Hollywood,
2: yeah, but yeah, Steve kind of like, <laughs> oh my god, someone what? just flip a desk. I don't know what's going on in Josh's house. We good? Hello, Josh, Mom? you dead? No, yeah. keep it moving.
5: Let's <laughs> oh.
4: We all thought you took a spill. Happy, I will edit this episode. I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, you
2: <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So. So Stevie skipped over some of the more grody parts. Like, he, like, cut this guy's hands off and then sewed him back on. He hooked him up to, like, an IV and only gave him enough nutrients to live. But basically, like, what the doctor says, it, it's, like, the worst suffering anyone's ever suffered that he's seen And like Pappy said, he says, and he still has hell to look forward to. So,
0: Dr. Diagnosed him with a mushy brain. (laughs)
2: Yeah, mushy brain. (laughs) Yeah, he made a point that said something like, what if you flashed a flashlight in his eye, he would die? Yeah, die of shock. (laughs) Die of shock, so. He's disgusting.
0: He's got
3: like bed sores all over him. It's really pretty grotesque. Brett, of the seven deadly sins, which is the one you'd least want to have to do? Uh,
2: Wait, do, like have it happen to me?
3: yeah yeah we well, gotta I'm, pick one of these. I'm not, not
2: a woman, I'm not a woman, but I think the lust one would be pretty bad, yeah, oh, That's probably up there uh, but I think uh, sloth would probably be the worst because How long it's a it year is. of suffering, it's mm-hmm. terrible, yeah,
3: agreed, yeah, but
2: they're all bad. I mean like the, the the five that we actually see pride's probably the least bad, but we'll get to that one. You could listen to the
3: whole spoilers catalog twice if you just laid in bed for a year. that wouldn't be so bad. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but you have to listen to the early episodes and you'd really suffer. What a way to
3: go. Oh, the uh, early ones would be hell.
2: Yeah, it would be hell for sure. <laughs> Another side, I don't remember when this happened, but it's kind of important. Uh, Tracy calls uh, Somerset William and uh, they meet and she tells William that she's pregnant. Inappropriate. Um,
0: With his baby. <laughs>
4: H- HR. With Morgan Freeman's <laughs> voice.
2: <laughs> but, like, she makes it, She it's not really inappropriate, she makes a point to tell us why she doesn't know anybody here, and she hates the city. Sadly, he's, like, the only one she can talk to. So she tells him that, and he tells him a story about how he had an abortion, and he has no doubt he made the right decision, but he, at the time, but he wishes every day that he would have made a different decision, which I think is kind of a cool little... Roundabout way of saying whatever he said, but so I just want to get to that, and uh, I don't know if there's. I have a question for you guys. Go ahead, ahead,
3: Pat. I was just gonna say. I just don't want to. I don't want to breeze over that because, like Somerset's, what's her name, Tracy or whatever? Yeah, Teresa. What her her, his relationship to her is like, kind of the whole key to his character arc. You know what I mean? That's what makes this movie like really over the edge great to me is like mm-hmm. you know in the end he's talking about like how is worth fighting for like he's ready to retire he's ready to quit and like the scene at dinner and then this kind of like her scene uh, of like confessing that and when he's like you spoil that kid and she like starts to cry a little bit like yeah. god damn man that's some good shit
2: right yeah, there yeah really good that's good sure. movie yeah
4: but if you choose to have this baby you spoil that kid every chance you get
5: That's about all
4: the advice I can give you, Tracy. Good movie. Uh,
2: something we skipped over a little part. Uh, Victor, who's the sloth guy, he did some really bad things, and the lawyer from Greed got him off. I don't remember how. Technicality or insanity or something. So that's how that was related. I don't know if we said that or not. But,
4: well, um, I, I he, had he something, his own Brett. off before that that same scene with gwyneth paltrow and morgan freeman like i don't know if you guys can separate yourselves from a time where you didn't know the ending of this movie but is there any part of you that thinks this part of the movie was supposed to be like a setup to morgan freeman being like the bad guy or something like that
1: hmm Mm,
0: i know i've never gotten that feeling are you spo- are you supposed before. to be
4: thinking that it's maybe one of the detectives during the movie? I don't know. That's just something I. I, I
2: think know. you're supposed to think it's Victor and that he had got away. Like they're going to go storm his apartment, but he had already got away. But which I think is what makes the huge scare of him coming back to life and like even better. But I I, I didn't get that from that Josh. But I mean that's definitely a. Well,
3: it reminds me a lot way. of like like True Detective and like Silence of the Lambs where like the actual killer is just kind of like some other guy you know what I mean like there's no twist like the butler did it the killer's just kind of out there but the story's about the people trying to find him he's not yeah. established
2: yeah I saw that someone said it's not about like the crime and murders it's about the people like in the storyline and yeah
3: it's about the friends we made along the way
4: <laughs> <laughs> I think I've just been watching too much Shama Lam Bam lately
2: What's the
3: twist? It's a big dumb movie reference. Uh, some...
2: <laughs> Fuck you, you little dipshit. There's a pretty important interlude before we get to the next deadly. Si- uh, he, Pappy, why don't you go and tell us how they get led to John Doe's apartment?
3: Right. So apparently. Um... I don't, I don't know if we talked about the scene originally with Morgan Freeman in the library but that's a really cool scene too cuz he goes into the library and all the guards are like playing <laughs> poker it's just like a kind of like another sign of like how bleak and uh yeah. gross like this whole world is not that poker's bad but it's just like that's of course they're doing something like that but
2: by the way it, that uh, that library is actually the bank that was used in the mask
3: oh that's always fun but- but go ahead, sorry. That's my next pick, then, if I win. But, uh, yeah, so that, that kind of sets up the whole library thing. But they, Morgan Freeman has connections to the FBI where if you pay him like, I don't know, 50 bucks or something. I don't know how much you paid him. They had 55 that they can run an basically illegal search on all of the books that you've checked out. And then that, that's just, like, how 90s this movie is. Pre-Patriot it's like,
5: Patriot Act. Yeah. Pre-Patriot Act. It, for yeah, sure.
3: it's well. It's supposed to be still like scandalous, but now it's like living in 2019. It's like, oh, it's the most benign thing ever. Like, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure. Of course,
0: happening. they know what I'm reading at the library. <laughs>
1: yeah,
3: <laughs> but but yeah, so they're able to find uh, John Doe's uh, search history of like Canterbury Tales and Dante's Inferno and and all his other stuff that that he was referencing. Saint so, Thomas
2: yeah, Aquinas.
3: So, as Brad <laughs>
2: yeah, he's not very uh, educated in this movie. Uh, so yeah, they get to John Doe's apartment. I believe they're just gonna ask him about the books. Like, they're not gonna, they're not gonna like put the screws to him or anything. They're just gonna like kind of get a lay of what he's like. And nobody answers. And I think, man, I just think this shot is super cool. Like the long hallway view. Someone comes around the corner and Somerset's like, David and then they point to him and then he takes a couple steps forward and then shoots Um, and then this humongous chase uh, ensues and you get like a really good view of like verbal Kent running (laughs) did anybody not see that like exactly (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so they're kind of going through this hotel like the way they filmed it it kind of made it seem like Morgan Freeman was going to take a shortcut and get to where he needs to go, but he's basically just an old man, and he just <laughs> nothing ever comes from him running. He just kind of like, crap, I got to get there.
3: He just looks down the stairs, afraid. Oh,
2: like, yeah. Ugh. He's like, "Was well, there? N- is there another I'm exit?" I'm too old And then for he this goes shit. there, and like he never shows up. But
4: so, do you think it was too long of a chase scene, Brett? Said, um,
2: m- maybe a little bit. Like, I saw someone it, it, say it's really hard it, to tell where people were. It's just It uses kind of a, a lot so of tropes.
0: Crazy. They're running across rooftops of cars. They're going yeah. up and down uh, cat, or, cat uh, as, or fire escapes, catwalks, yeah. landing in a trash garbage bins or whatever. There's a lot of chase tropes in this For one sure. scene.
2: So then it leads to uh, he finally goes into this alley and he like looks up and John Doe whacks him in the face or whatever with a crowbar or a pipe or. Whatever, and he puts a gun to his head, and then I don't remember if he hears Somerset or if he just like I'm not going to kill him, and kind of like audibles to get to where we go later. But uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the, the little known or like Brad Pitt like hurt himself really bad during the first take of that. Was
5: this pre or post photographer in the stairway? Post. That was during post. sloth. Okay.
2: Because remember, they go in the apartment. They see the pictures of him. Right. But yeah. I know Brad how to Spell. Brad Pitt oh, cuts himself scene. really, really Brad, bad. During Brad
0: Pitt the scene. doxes himself in sloth.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's how. That's, that's true. How Kevin Spacey yeah. uh, finds him.
2: We had him. But yeah, so I guess if you want to just read about that Brad Pitt thing, that's it's fine.
4: Um, that's a really good point, Mikey. Because that's like he was all wrathful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well I think that's uh I think uh that's why he doesn't kill him here with the the gun or, and the tire iron or whatever, is because he recognizes him first. He's the guy from Sloth. Mm-hmm. From the sloth killing. And then uh I think he kind of like audibles on his like Definitely. last couple murders and
2: has to realizes because they have his place. that they, they, he can't go back there and do what he was gonna do, so he can't Yeah, yeah get all creepy
4: instruments and stuff. Ugh. Yeah. He
0: audibles on his last couple murders here and then switches uh uh Brad Pitt's character to like the focus of his like last couple uh, yeah. seven Deadly Sins kills or whatever.
2: For sure, and and then they go and they go back to John Doe's apartment and this is where you see how different again how different Somerset and Mills are. Mills wants to go in the place and Somerset's like like don't do it. If you you go in that apartment, you can kiss a conviction goodbye. And being the hothead he is, he kicks the door open and someone says, like, you're such an idiot. So that's illegal. Then he goes and does something even more illegal and he pays a homeless person to say that he saw John Doe creeping around so they can get a search warrant. So, and then they go, Stevie, do you want to, like, maybe describe kind of stuff we see in this apartment?
5: In John Doe's apartment? Yeah, I mean, at least. Yeah, I mean, countless notebooks of his psychotic writing, which is oddly neat as well. Um, And then, um, what was in the jar? There was something floating in a jar. Was that a hand? Yeah,
2: it was a hand from.
5: What's in the jar? What's in the jar? What's in the jar? I think it's a guy's hand, but yeah, it's
2: serial killer one hundred and one in that apartment, but. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's like
5: it's quite. Yeah, a... they see some of the
2: trophies. Actually, the those books were like all filled. Like it took them like two months or something like that. Like the stage people or production assistants like wrote all that stuff and they researched it. Like that's like crazy detail. That's like Wes Anderson detail. Who like every time they show a newspaper in Grand Budapest, he wrote all of those articles. But. Uh, it costs like
3: $15,000 to do to do all that. It's so over the top. For <laughs> that's sure. A good, that's not a good use of Honestly. Like a- anytime I
0: watch this movie, I always think about this scene because of how crazy his apartment is. It's uh, like it's like burned into my mind how detailed and how over the top they went with like to make it look so grimy like his bed was Fincher, so scary Mikey too. you gotta come out and visit me in Colorado sometime too.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah I'm sure you got a
0: freaking pep den too uh, but Fincher is like so good at finding these uh, places that look like you could smell how damp and like rotting the place yeah. is inside for sure So I'm always like whenever I see this his apartment is always like burned into my head so I think it's awesome,
4: but don't you guys love seeing that extra effort? Somebody was kind of poo-pooing it. Was it you, Pappy?
2: Pappy, they yeah, say it was a bad investment. Pretty much, I think it's, I, I think it's cool. But yeah, I mean,
3: I'm sure they sold each one of those books for like five thousand dollars a piece. That probably worked out pretty well, but it doesn't make much sense to me to have a bunch of unread, scribbled books. But
5: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, does it I, impact I your rating on this movie at all, Brett? Knowing that those books were filled or not. No, 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 for sure, no, definitely not.
3: No, I honestly it just, think it's way more likely that that I'm right that they sold them as like merchandise or souvenirs or something, and probably made a profit off of it, like used in the movie Seven, but it was like just sitting up there on the shelf or
4: something. Well, <laughs> they didn't do the writing so that it would become a headline. They did it so that they had more options in the editing, and that like the film looked more authentic. I think that's something that's kind of cool. Instead of someone like James Cameron that's made a living of just like trying to get the cheapest for the dollar like at every turn like
3: i'd much rather see this type of filmmaking it's a small i yeah no it's not bad It just doesn't it doesn't affect my rating as stevie said in any way no definitely not for
2: sure yeah i get that um so there is a they find a clue a clue raging clue they find it (laughs) in oh i got a clue over here um (laughs) <laughs> they find a receipt or something from a leather store so they follow that to a leather store and the guy's like oh I make custom things for people and he shows them a picture of what he made I don't remember do they show the picture at this time
5: or, no. No. or they just like oh no. my god you made that for him you made he's this. like oh
2: I've made worse than that Yeah, so that leads us to what's worse than that? What could be worse? (laughs) No, I know. (laughs) Let's see. Who do I want to give lust to? Who wants it? Who wants to take it?
3: Ironic questions for the
2: lust category, right? For sure. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Josh, why don't you take lust? I hate you, (laughs) Brad. (laughs)
5: <laughs> Does somebody else want to take it? What a perfect yeah. Oh, I no,
2: This is one of the top
4: 5 most scarring killings oh, from dude, this it's movie. Awful.
5: So I can't yeah, I don't
2: even like thinking about it. I think that actor
4: the actor they take uh Morgan Freeman is like interviewing this guy who had just done this horrible deed and he's like shaking. I love that guy, but anyway, what that guy had to do was he um went to a establishment and like bought a prostitute and Kevin Spacey snuck in there and his usual MO kind of takes over the situation with like a gun and he makes the dude have sex with the prostitute with like a knife condom
2: like a like a like a, like a dildo yeah like a strap on Ugh. yeah it's like awful and Josh alluded to the guy, like I, I guess he did a bunch of weird breathing things so he could be hyperventilating, and he didn't sleep for like three days. What? Which is because he wanted to make himself awesome. seem as crazy as he was. Which it comes off insane. How like realistic that is? I mean, he's he's scarred forever. I mean, he's never going to get over that PTSD. It's just crazy. Well, that's something that
5: you're talking
3: about too. It's it's so well framed because you you can no. it takes a step back and it's got the two different windows and Morgan Freeman's interviewing the the worker at the prostitute house and he's like, "Oh, this is just another Tuesday in the office," <laughs> like not even phased by what's happening <laughs> at all.
2: But yeah, it's another example of just Josh. No, I didn't mean the actor. I meant like the character of the movie. It's just another example, like a, a subtlety. It doesn't show. It doesn't need to show you. It doesn't need to hit you over the head with it. Like you get it it's implied and you get to hear it second hand first hand whatever from the guy who's wrapped in a blanket uh
4: and there's no official rape scene in this movie
2: nope just implied
4: mm-hmm. y- congrats fellas you're
2: right <laughs> you did, you did. <laughs> <laughs> let's jump and high five and have the camera like no rape for spoilers episode well done <laughs>
5: Oof. Okay, so uh,
3: family-friendly the- episode, finally.
5: Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> One for the kids to writing. listen to.
3: Not explicit rating.
2: <laughs> Josh, let us know how your kids handle this episode, and we'll decide if we want to uh, market it to younger kids. Please do that okay. for
4: us. We'll do. Okay. <laughs> All
2: right. So we get to. Uh, do we get? Yeah, I actually made a comment to Brittany. I'm like, man, they have a lot more stuff to get to before this movie ends and it actually all happens pretty rapid fire. They go pretty much right into Pride. Uh, Mikey, do you want to take Pride real quick? It's really quick. It's like three to five minutes and it's kind of over.
0: Yeah, uh, so they just find this model uh, Mm. and the phrase uh, cut your nose off to spite your face is pretty much uh, taken literally here and John Doe cuts her nose off And I guess as she's bleeding out, he's like super glued a phone in one of her hands and (laughs) I guess just pills in the other hand. and She can either either, uh, just drift away under the pills or she can try and save herself, uh, but she'll be disfigured permanently uh, if she calls 911. So I think uh, she just ends up dying. I think she is so prideful in her looks that she just chooses to die.
2: Yep. That's pretty much it. I mean, that's the one that. That's the most, like, saw-ish of the bunch. Like, she actually gets a choice. The rest of them. Does don't she want to really play a, a game? You wanna what about play the, game? Yeah. the pound of flesh guy?
4: <laughs> is kind of like that, right? Yeah, but
2: mm-hmm. that guy's going to die. Like, I don't think. I don't think he would have let him go. I think he actually would have let this woman because it was just part of the thing. It's like this is your chance, but he knew that she wouldn't take it because she, of who she was, so, I mean, I don't know, do you, do you think that she had a lot more of a chance than the greed guy? I mean, I do, but, maybe not.
0: I mean, I think he knows who he's choosing. I knew, I think he knows that this woman is so vain that she's not gonna try to save herself. Yeah. Even if she can, so I think he knows what he's,
2: I think what too. he's, he's I just smarter. he actually has a, Like the skeleton of a choice, at least. I mean, we all know and he knew that she was gonna kill herself because she was famous and she was known for being pretty, and so. I mean, it's the the '90s though, right?
5: '90s, yeah. Couldn't they just given her a new nose? I mean, couldn't she have just gotten a new nose? That's assuming Uh, that that nose he cut off was her actual nose. Well,
4: Andy sliced her all up. I think the bigger thing is like this is pre-internet, so what was she gonna do all alone inside all day?
0: He did do more than just cut off her nose; he sliced up her whole face. I'm pretty sure.
2: But either way, Mike, Stevie, I don't. Can you like rebuild a nose like with nose surgeries? You like
5: cut around and shape the cartilage and stuff. But I think you. I mean, Kylie Jenner is so it on. Kylie Jenner is proof you can build a new nose from nothing you want a nose dude I can
3: get you a nose
5: I I, I know a nose guy (laughs) I get your nose with nail polish
2: (laughs) alright so they go from this thing and they're just like completely helpless like how are we going to find this guy and Pap uh, they walk in the police precinct and they're talking about what their next move is going to be and what happens
3: Uh, I actually do remember the first time I saw this uh Before I knew the ending And the the first time I saw this Was actually at your house Josh But with your younger Mm -hmm. brother Who's not on the podcast Jared? (laughs) Yeah, brother but (laughs) I watched this Knowing like Kevin Spacey was very famous to me At the time And to see him walk through The doors In the final act Was was pretty mind-blowing Because I didn't recognize him at all By voice But um, I guess at the time He wasn't that famous So it wouldn't have been As big of a reveal But still Either way even if you're viewing it now, with like the Me Too launch, it's still pretty freaking crazy that the serial killer then turns himself in. Like, there's no way you could see that coming.
1: Detective, detective!
0: I forgot about that too because uh, I was like, "Who is this guy just screaming in the middle of the lobby?"
1: <laughs> like, I don't
0: remember this part at all. And then uh, to see him just covered in blood, it's like, how did nobody see him at all? And he just walks into this precinct screaming bloody murder but yeah I guess I kind of forgot that he just shows up
2: yeah so he comes in there his fingerprints are all his fingers are all cut up and this is like one of those really good examples of they wanted you to be shocked he didn't have anything to do with the pre-movie marketing he was not listed in the credits the opening credits at all um, besides hearing his voice and I guess does anybody know if that's actually Kevin Spacey as the photographer, or is that like? Yes, that's is. him. Okay. I yeah. meant to go back and look, but I didn't. So, cool. Okay, well that that's even cooler.
4: I was looking for it when I was watching this time, and it did not sound like him. Like he does a really good job. Of, I don't know. Did he? he sounds like a newsie. <laughs> Boy?
5: I'm me, last here? Yeah, what's the idea? <laughs> yeah.
2: You'll see. You'll all see. <laughs> um. I mean, I will get more into it later, but I made the comment to a couple of people. I think from the moment he walks into the police precinct, this movie is like, the last 20, 30 minutes of this movie is like an absolute masterpiece. I think everything about the next 30 minutes is insane. Um, so they're like talking to the lawyer who's my guy from West Wing. He's saying that if you, he's got two more bodies he wants to show you and he wants you two to go with him and if you go with him he'll plead guilty and he'll confess and everything like that and if you don't go he'll plead insanity which is kind of a dumb line because like again that's not a guarantee that he'll get off and be even if he does it's not like he's getting off he's going to spend the rest of his life in a mental institution and if you want to see how that turns out watch One floor of the Cuckoo's Nest which is also a great movie, but
3: I'm pretty sure, sure. Th- those two detectives are the kind of guys who wanted him to face the full extent of the
4: law. Yeah, the music, as yeah, that's provided under I mean, whatever thing, state they're in. Yeah.
2: I, yeah, I agree with that. So, Pap, though, they, do
4: you think this this plot point would have been better, maybe off screen or like super brief? Um, it kind of it's kind of dramatic with like that lawyer on, like that big couch and they try to suss it out maybe a little too much
3: yeah if any if there's any flaw that might be the case you could have done less is more because no matter what at this point i'm so invested in the film that they could kind of have any kind of like cinema sins bullshit i wouldn't notice it at all like wherever you want to take me wherever you want to go let's fucking go there i'm along for the ride so i'm
2: with you it's not like it's that long and you get like one of the maybe the only second scene in the whole movie that has a little bit of levity in it where they're shaving their chest and they're putting the wires on I mean it's like so it kind of leads to that which I I appreciate in a movie that's this dour
3: Brad Pitt really should have cut off his nipple in that scene that could have made things a lot better for him
2: but yeah he's like happy (laughs) I mean his
0: pound of flesh
2: (laughs) everything's happy in his life he thinks and okay then I think that The real, just, the car ride starts everything for me. I think that conversation is so amazing. Uh, Steve, you want to throw some of the, you guys, I guess we can just kind of go around and talk about it if you want. Steve, if you want to get us started on the car ride Why was
5: Brad's audio so bad? He did. (laughs) It makes uh, no sense that, like, it was only Brad having to do ADR and Morgan Freeman. You know know why? What?
2: It's because he had to come back. After uh, he was doing twelve monkeys at the same time, he had to come back. Those were all post shots. They had to do it like through the mirror. Like I, I could show you a video where I they talk how, about it. I wonder
5: like, why they messed up so badly. Then
2: it's they ran out of time and they had to do the reshots. And every single actor, like on the later when they're in the desert, all those helicopter shots. Not a single one of those people are Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt, or Kevin Spacey. They were all gone because all of their okay that's of time... fine but
5: i'm just talking about like why the like why brad's audio alone had to be replaced throughout that those entire scenes
3: why does it bother well, maybe you it was so bad.
5: much because i just noticed stuff like that in film like i noticed it really badly in indiana jones raiders of the lost ark um which i know Full i think title. brett hates when i say that but um, that's right i just noticed stuff like that i was just curious like why it was only his audio
4: perfect time for a stevie question because i know that that stuff too do you have any theories on why they did that for him did he flub the lines were his original lines like too you know he already says well, the bundle of sticks and the r word some in of the dialogue
5: and the close-up shots don't match up his with his mouth at all especially when he's like I, I think when he says you'll be another freak show of the week like if you watch his mouth it doesn't like Add up at all with what he's saying. So I'm guessing they had to change the dialogue.
3: Oh. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
5: Hmm.
3: Like it was darker, so, like more hard. I'm guessing, than... yes. Wow, That's kind of so, what I'm getting at. At so, least the Snyder <laughs> cut of seven. Come on. Ooh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Mikey, do you want to talk us through some of the <laughs> highlights of this conversation?
0: Um. It's just a lot of uh, John Doe uh, kind of explaining his thinking here and that his uh, rationales behind the murders is uh, kind of showing the world how evil people truly can be. And uh, I think he just, like all freaking psycho serial killers, he just wants to be uh, famous. So yeah. he's, he's like made a point to tell Mills that not only am I going to be remembered forever, but you are also going to be remembered about this too, so you should be thankful. So, that should like, be your first clue that something fucked up is about to happen to Mills? Uh, because he's made it clear that Mills is also involved in this somehow. He yeah. says no.
2: Mills is really, there. he's taunting him. He, You can tell he just hates him. He's making fun of him. He kind of says a, a quote uh, that I think a lot of people have thought before. It's like, When you're a psycho, do you realize in your head that you're a psycho? I think that's... I gotta think that's crossed a lot of people's minds. It has mine, so... Um, And Kevin Spacey's character has such a, like a... The whole time he's cool and calm except for one time he loses it. Wait a minute, I thought all you did was kill innocent
5: people. Innocent? Is that supposed to be funny? An obese man? A disgusting man who could barely stand up. A man who, if you saw him on the street, you'd point him out to your friends so that they could join you in mocking him. A man who, if you saw him while you were eating, you wouldn't be able to finish your meal. And after him, I picked the lawyer, and you both must have secretly been thanking me for that one. This is a man who dedicated his life to making money. By lying with every breath that he could muster to keeping murderers and rapists on the streets. Murderers. A woman. Murderers, John, like yourself. A woman so ugly on the inside that she couldn't bear to go on living if she couldn't be beautiful on the outside. A a drug dealer, a, a drug dealing pederast, actually.
2: But yeah, that leads them to, is anybody, any other quotes or anything like there that anybody remembers before we get out to the desert? Why did John did Doe he,
5: say "I know you" to Somerset when they were in the pre when he like first got in the precinct?
3: Because he uh, recognizes him, and
5: maybe, maybe yeah, I don't. it seems like a really off shot thing. Of just like it, it, it was like a focus on Kevin Spacey too when he said it. Like I just want to know if there's anything deeper in it.
3: Well, uh, no, it just it helps support the, the thing that happens in the final scene where it's his wife's head in the box, like. I,
0: I was wondering if, like, we all know that Somerset has, like, seven days left until he retires. Do you think uh, Spacey or John Doe is... The whole point of the movie is that he is fucking with Kev- or uh, Morgan Freeman's character. That this is, like... It's possible. He, he's a legendary detective, and this is his last last case, so he's going to make it, like, the worst thing he's ever encountered.
5: I like that slant.
2: Yeah, I like that, too. They don't focus on it, but that's cool.
4: If Kevin Spacey can time a death to be exactly 365 days, I think he could probably do that.
0: <laughs> because in the car in the car ride, Morgan Freeman is like clearly freaked out. He knows yeah. that there's still something to come.
4: My favorite part of riding is in that car ride, too, when he's like, oh, Mills, I cannot wait for you to see it. Could the freak
0: be any more vague? I mean, as far as master plans go, John. I can't wait for you to see. I really can't. It's really going to be something. Well, you know what? I'm going to be standing right next to you. So when this big thing happens, you be sure and let me know, because I wouldn't want to miss it. Oh, don't worry. You won't.
2: Yeah. I was going to talk about it, and he's like, yeah, how would I know? He's like, oh, you'll know.
4: And I don't think you even catch that till obviously, the second or third viewing Yeah. Of- how creepy he's actually being.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like, he wants... Yeah, it's it seems really obvious after the first time you watch it. You're like, man, I mean, why didn't I see this coming? But I don't think the first time I watched it I expected to happen what happened. So I thought it was masterfully done. But that's basically, like, the highlights of that trip. And then, I don't know. I really like camera shots like this. Um the shot where it's through all those Transformer things, and it looks like they go on forever.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I thought that was really... I don't know if that's... I don't know if that's... Why
0: that's are they out here? This and, is where
2: he says he John buried Doe the says other, there's bodies out here? Yeah, he said he buried the other two bodies out here or whatever, and I guess they get out, and they're with Kevin Spacey, and Pappy, do you want to kind of take us, take us home, or take us start to home?
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll at least get started. I mean, so they get out of the, the police car and they come across it's a cardboard box right um,
2: well they have to they they see the van in the distance first
3: okay uh, I don't remember that go ahead they okay
2: the, does anybody Josh you, you just watch it
4: yeah so they're checking it out and Kevin Spacey's like it's over here <laughs> so they start walking across the desert and like super long lens is used to like this I don't know, it's like a FedEx UPS truck in the distance coming up.
2: Oh yeah yeah. yeah. It's so ominous too, and I it's I think it's it's just it's just a van, but the way it's shot and like it's the like, score or whatever, it's so it, ominous you're like, what could possibly be in that van?
4: It's a Mad Max suicide bomber <laughs> coming possibly, in the yeah. desert. But yeah, that's what that is. You can take it back, Pat.
3: Yeah, so it's a delivery guy who's bringing the box. Um, he's just kind of like some stoner uh, delivery guy. He's completely overwhelmed by the situation and the cops <laughs> who are there.
2: <laughs>
0: hey man, I'm just getting five hundred bucks to deliver this box, man.
2: Supposed to be exactly at seven. Of course, he's late, but yeah. That's all right.
3: And Brad Pitt's like arrest him after he gets off this road. <laughs> he has him like run down the road to the to the other cops. But yeah, so they have the box. Um, I mean it's one of the most infamous scenes of the whole movie one of the most meme scenes of all time potentially The
5: what's in the box
3: but the, the box is presented to Morgan Freeman
5: John Doe has the upper hat
3: he opens it John Doe has the upper
2: hat now <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he so he's he doesn't know what he wants to do and he decides he's just going to open it so he opens it with a switchblade and again I think it's a shot really cool Like he opens the first two flaps and he's staring there. And then he opens the other two flaps. And he, like, just almost jumps out of the skin. And then this is when everything crescendos. Everything is, like, the music's going crazy. And he's running over there because he knows he's, he's got to think that John Doe's over there being super creepy. Talking, yeah, talking, talking mad crap shit. And, shit yeah. So he's panicking. He's, like, sprinting, trying to sprint over there. And at the same time, Stevie, like, we get our... Sixth sin, and I know a lot of people have a problem with this, but again I think he was kind of just audibling. Um but some people have a problem with the next sin we see. Do you wanna talk about that a little bit?
5: He was envious of David Mill's life. And he wanted to play husband, uh, while David was out and about trying to solve the case, and um I don't I mean I'll be honest with you. The first time I saw this movie, I only saw the last twenty minutes. So I, oh jeez. yeah, I yeah. had like no like knowledge of the previous movie before, and like I knew nothing about the movie, and it freaked me out when Kevin Spacey was talking about it. Then, and, like how he methodically murdered, uh, Brad, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow, and cut off her head, and yeah, that dialogue is begging. yeah, it's freaky to me. I like that stuff is terrifying.
2: Yeah, it's it's terrifying, and she said. And he said, uh, like, she begged so much for the life of her and her baby, and then that's when Brad Pitt's like perks up, and he's like, "Oh, you didn't know." And again, you still, you still Mm -hmm. hear Morgan Freeman who's just screaming, "Drop the the, gun down! Drop the gun! (laughs) Get away! Stay away from me now! Don't, don't, Don't come in here!"
1: Whatever you
5: hear, stay away. John Doe has the upper hand. Mills, put the gun down now. (laughs)
0: <laughs> walk away
2: yeah that's that, I mean, that's pretty much right he, he says I tried to play husband and it didn't work and I basically I took a souvenir I took her head her pretty head that's when Morgan Freeman gets up there and then we get to our last sin um, Mikey if you want to talk about like the last three minutes of
0: ah, God ah, oh, god god damn it ah <laughs> 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 that part is uh looking back now i mean the first time you watch it it's horrifying uh but uh looking back now watching it i've seen it so many times brad pitt is kind of a little goofy there with his delivery of some of those lines but
1: fucking liar shut up that's what he wants he, wa- he wants you to shoot him no no
0: yeah he's pretty angry here his wife was just murdered Uh, so the last uh, sin here is wrath and Kevin Spacey for all of his uh, seven deadly sins murders to come full circle is for him to get uh, killed by Mills and Mills is so angry that he just uh, is the worst cop he's done everything wrong on this case and he's uh, ruined it here in the end and he ends up killing Kevin Spacey and ruining his own life in the process. And uh what a week to end Morgan Freeman's <laughs> retirement. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. a retirement the party is going to be
0: <laughs> with like cake and shit. <laughs> yeah, the cake is going to be so sweet on that last day. Uh but yeah, then after that uh after Brad Pitt kills uh John Doe, um you see uh Detective Mills taken away uh in a cop car. And Morgan Freeman uh, uh, is just like take care of him, uh, do whatever you can for him because he's, I don't know. I think he's expecting him to go insane or something. He's n- not going to be on the force anymore. I I, no. I doubt it. So,
2: I mean, Pretty if much. there was ever temporary insanity, that would be it. And I think, given the situation, again, I'm not a lawyer, but I got to think they could plead that down to maybe like second degree manslaughter or something. So, I mean. I, I know a lot of people think, oh, he's going away the rest of his life. I I doubt it. But, yeah, again, his life is over. His wife is gone. His career is definitely over. And he might
3: All Brad Brad Pitt needs to do is hire uh, John Doe's old lawyer who specializes in insanity (laughs) law. He's good to go. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
2: But, yeah, so uh, it ends with a... This is actually they fought over the ending have you guys heard some of the endings they they wanted the studio wanted and everyone's like nope like Brad Pitt refused was gonna refuse to do the movie if they changed the ending and uh, mm-hmm. the studio wanted some dumb ones like Brad Pitt's was, dog's head was in the box
3: when was Morgan Freeman killing John yep.
2: Doe right yeah one was uh, John Doe killing Brad Pitt but Morgan Freeman killing Brad Pitt uh, John Doe. I mean, they How? were pretty good. Like dope. out in
4: the desert or what?
2: I, I don't know. He just gets the upper hand somehow. He had or... the upper hand, Josh.
0: <laughs> John Doe's got the upper hand now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so that's basically uh, what happened. But like the only thing they allowed was because even the audiences didn't really like the ending. So they added the, he- the Hemingway I mean, it's not quote. a happy ending. No, it's not. They added the Hemingway quote. Um, even Fincher didn't want to do that, but it was kind of a compromise. And it was um, the world is a fine place and worth fighting for. I agree with the second part. So, and that's the last you see. And the credits come in different; they go from bottom to top, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, some sweet Nine Inch Nails is playing. But yeah that's the end of the movie. So,
0: Fincher and Trent Reznor. May, may, name a name a more iconic duo. <laughs>
2: they've done a lot of movies together.
0: Like all of them. Oh, all really they? good. S- Doesn't he- Sincere. Yeah. Like I yeah. know
2: like he won, he won an Oscar for social network.
0: I think so. I believe so.
2: But yeah, no, that's for sure. And they were both kind of weird together at that time. But does Once- anybody have any final thoughts? But yeah. I guess your final thought was a uh, thing.
4: Yeah. One thing that kind of bothers me in the, I don't like, I love this movie. I don't want to pick it apart, but like David Fincher and the writer, um, Andrew Walker. I think it's like that scene when um, Kevin Spacey is like saying what I'm doing will be studied and copied. It's kind of like masturbatory of like the filmmaker I feel like And and if you think it's that then it's like really morbid what he's doing with the movie and it's almost like Kevin Spacey's character's like whole mantra is actually like the point of the movie. And I get it as t- to entertain ultimately, but I I feel like there's some preachiness to this movie. Like there really is, actually. I don't know. Hmm.
3: What do I you mean up on that? But like, who's being preachy? Like the like they're talking through Kevin Spacey when he's saying that, or what do you mean?
4: Well, I think okay, so this is weird, but I think the abortion thing comes up weirdly a couple times. A little preachy but yeah through kevin spacey horrible acts and to like get the seven deadly sins back in the public conscious in like this sort of like gruesome way even though it is film it's just a little weird to me
2: yeah i mean i get i didn't pick up on a lot of that but that's everyone watches movies differently so
4: are you in the bathroom brett
2: is it echoey <laughs>
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah. You do <doing> an ADR,
2: <laughs> Pappy.
4: Stevie, you pick Mikey. You guys picking up any of that? Did you? No,
3: I completely disagree. Not, like, I don't know. Mar- yeah, yeah, I, I guess I don't understand what you're saying. It's, it's Kevin just Spacey like, is the bad guy. He's a serial killer. Like, like what? What? Why is it? What line did he cross that other films haven't crossed?
5: Well, he the, wins. Well, right? a bad guy wins.
3: So? Well, that's what I love about the movie. Yeah, so?
5: And the themes of the movie are explicitly stated through Kevin Spacey. And he wins.
3: So so you're interpreting that as an endorsement of those themes? That's your interpretation of watching? It could be... For a serial no, no, a fucking Don't you idiot would <laughs> interpret it that way. <laughs> Don't you love Jafar? Who wants to live in a what? world like this? It's the worst world ever. Of course the bad guy wins. It's a the worst world ever. That's the whole fucking point. Like what John Doe did nothing wrong.
5: <laughs> what? John Doe did nothing wrong. <laughs>
4: I'm a big chando Doe and Jafar fan, Pappy. So just get a no. no, no, I Pappy, have
0: no you're like, idea. I have no idea. I, I don't know. I about. think you got. Uh, I think you got some uh, a little too idealistic views of this world. I think it's supposed to be bleak.
5: The only thing I'll say about David Fincher is the intro to this movie is trash. Oh, like I honestly despise the overcredit music playing intro to this movie. And why? Well, IFC, like IFC doesn't.
2: They said it's the third best movie beginning ever
5: so are you, t- are you talking about like the beginning where he goes to the murder scene or just like the black over music playing like credits when he's, like making tea the credit i think it's the credits yeah that's that's trash to me i get super antiquated steve like you're
3: skewing so negative tonight why do you hate this movie so much
5: i don't hate this movie at all this movie's a great movie but it's no fun if it's like oh this is great this is great this is great that's be some a little bit of discourse. This, this movie's not fun at all, but we can have fun talking
2: about it.
4: Correct. I don't like how Pappy is acting like yeah. the bad guy winning with like this horrible, putrid goal Look, is like a good message.
3: You go. L- listen to me. You go to go to the biggest city near you or whatever, and go to the nicest art museum there. There'll be some fucking amazing paintings that are some like some satanic crazy shit. Like some medieval fucking people getting their heads ripped off, fucking people stabbing each other. It's not something I would hang above my bed, but it's yeah, a fucking Blake, amazing right, painting and that's stuff. what this movie is. It's no, it's not a fun watch. It's not an enjoyable time at the theater with your popcorn and your ET and your Spielberg, but <laughs> it's a fucking masterpiece.
2: So let's just let's Make our saying, let's let's make our peace and everything with our yes or no's and happy. Wait, I have
3: one more final thought, All real right, quick. Yes. All right, go ahead. This came I'm out September twenty second, nineteen ninety five. Also in the th- this oh, this debuted at number one. Also in the theater at number uh, seven. was the spoilers movie? The Usual Suspects. And also in the theater at number eleven. A spoilers movie, Mortal Kombat. Yes,
2: yes. Wow. three spoilers
3: movies in the top eleven.
2: I can tell you, I saw one of those in the theater, and it wasn't Usual Suspects, and it wasn't Seven.
5: I saw, yeah. It was Mortal
2: Kombat. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Mortal
5: Kombat. Loved every second
2: of it. All right. So, Pat, why don't you go ahead and give us a yes or no?
3: Yeah, no. It's. A, I'll keep it short because I guy just went on a Pap rant. It's a yes. <laughs> uh, it's not. Like I said, it's not enjoyable for me to watch. But the more I watch this, the more I think it. It deserves the accolades that it's gotten Um, maybe I mean it's it's fucking like top 15 in the IMDB top 250 it's top 100 in the letterbox top 250 it's like like whatever Brett just said about the IFC like it's adored by dudes on the internet so (laughs) maybe a little bit too much but I do think it's a masterpiece it's great Uh, maybe my favorite Fincher not a fun watch but a great film
2: cool uh it's since we're going reverse, let's go Mikey, I think Mikey's up.
0: Uh yeah, I agree with Pap. I really, really like this movie. I like Fincher a lot too. Um and I think he's really good at finding uh these locations and these set pieces that are just like so dark and grim and like so visceral that you could almost like f- kinda of feel how disgusting this world is. Um but it's a really dark dark stories probably one of the darker movies I think I've ever seen and like Pap said it's not fun to watch I was actually kind of pissed that you chose this because it was like such a beautiful day today and I was like (laughs) stuck inside watching this horrifying movie Uh, but I can't deny that it's not a really well done movie and the fact that the bad guy wins in the end I think there should be more movies where the bad guy wins in the end so I'm sorry Josh I think you're wrong here but it's a yes for me.
2: Cool. I uh, think we're on Stevie.
5: Uh, yeah, this is a great, great movie. So, definite yes. Um, yeah, it's an awesome movie to watch. It's just really dark and heavy. <laughs> Not yeah. the most enjoyable to watch. Um, this is probably my third favorite Fincher film behind um, Zodiac and uh, the Social Network. But, yeah, it's just a really great movie. So, solid, definite yes. Cool. Josh?
4: I love the cinematography in this movie. It's pretty unbelievable, actually. I do have a hot take. I think Brad Pitt has a couple brilliant moments, but I think his acting is really outpaced by Morgan Freeman, who's awesome in this movie. Uh, Can't say enough praise about him. But to the point about, like... The bad guy wins and stuff I, I don't know if the bad guy winning is really my Biggest problem with like The writer and David Fincher It's more that This movie does go to such a dark place Um, It's almost like selling its soul To the devil And like paving the way for movies like Saw, etc That's like so dark That you can't look away um, And I don't really like That sort of thought and art form but it's a it's a huge yes um well acted well written one of the most informative movies probably of my life like i said five of these murders scarred me but honestly all seven slash eight if you count the babe in gwyneth paltrow's stomach so
2: um,
4: really really good movie incredible movie incredible film
2: i was sweet i I was really worried that you were gonna say no because it was torture porn, but <laughs> I did that for Bone Tomahawk. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I thought about that a lot this week. Um, this movie is like disgusting, but it's it like, it. yeah, it like, not yeah. it like yeah, it doesn't
4: that show. That's what I It shows like
2: yeah, it doesn't show a piece with point. a blade
4: on it or anything. right. And
2: she's like, "Well, Bone Tomahawk actually showed all that stuff." I was like, "Yeah, it's, I mean, that's the difference is mm-hmm. seven... Let's you use your imagination.
5: Bone Tomahawk, there's no imagination needed for any of Seven, that stuff. the bad guy wins. Bone Tomahawk, the trogl- troglodytes die. The Bone difference?
3: Tomahawk has like one scene like that, though, and Seven has literally eight scenes like that.
4: <laughs> yeah. And to Brett's point, though, letting your imagination take it is sometimes worse,
3: but better filmmaking.
4: Yeah, no, yeah, it's I mean, it's sometimes it's worse as in it's more horrifying.
2: Yeah, I, this is like a definite yes to me. I I, I agree with Pappy, He's throwing the word around. I, I agree, I think this movie is like a masterpiece. It's so brutal to watch. It's a masterpiece. I think the last 30, 25, 20 minutes, like, let's go with when he gets in the car with them, but as Pappy said, like, right when he walks into the, the precinct. It's like your attention's so on. I mean, so good. Um, and someone on the thread said today, and I just miss it. Miss Kevin Spacey. It's just sad. But um, I think this movie is awesome. And even Brad Pitt, I think, was quoted as saying something like basically that Kevin Spacey outshined him really bad in the movie. He didn't say it in those terms. But yeah, I'd say of the three, Brad Pitt was the, the weaker link. But, you know, he's freaking Brad Pitt. So this movie is a definite yes. It's I think it's a five-star movie, and I'm again, I, I was thinking about it, and I felt so bad. I'm like, I can't believe I picked this movie. It's so mean, and I felt bad about it, but I'm glad we got to talk about it. So I'm, I'm mean to it.
4: make us all watch that?
2: No, it's May. just, it's so, like, like Mikey said it perfectly, I mean, May. it's a nice day, it's like the first day in 900 days that it hasn't rained. I mean, it's just, and it's such a gloomy movie, and I felt bad, but I'm glad we watched it, and I think we're all better for it, but so that's five yeses. <laughs> okay, I have a decently quick trivia. It shouldn't take more than five minutes. Um, the order is... <sighs> it's not that bad, all right?
4: No, it's just that I've only hosted, I think, one movie this calendar year. <laughs> Wait, if you're looking it up now, I have—I can get the feedback. It's Stevie.
2: I like the, okay. From most recent to least recent. Stevie, Mikey, Pappy, Josh. So, Josh, I what? hate to break it to you. You're the most recent, right?
5: No. No, I haven't it's like no. Do you
2: treasure no, you no, did no. Treasure Planet?
3: No, 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 no. It's it's uh Well what,
5: what was the last one? I did na-
2: I did Nice Guys. Stevie did Treasure Planet Raiders. Mikey did Raiders, you did Aladdin, and Josh did I don't know, a long time this ago. This is our first
5: <laughs> episode since Treasure Planet?
3: That you've been on. Yeah. No, but we did Nice Guys and what was after Nice Guys? Rango. Jordan's not on. Mm. So yeah. Right.
2: So yeah, I think I think it's what it is. The first part is just kind of it was quick back to back it.
3: That happened. Yeah. That's well, Ugh. I've done it.
2: I've done it before. Me and Stevie are the, the kings of that. But that's you already true. knew that. Nope. So at a point, there's not going to be much of an <laughs> advantage in, in the first round unless you make it to the end. So I apologize, Josh. Would you like to go? What? Would you like to go first or last? They are five Uh, questions each. It's just 50-50. There's a 50-50 answer on every one. And whoever's got the most at the end wins. And if there's a tiebreaker, I have a tiebreaker question. Well,
4: taking a lesson from this movie, you don't want to be the one tortured the longest, so I'll go first. Mm. Don't want to be sloth.
2: Okay. So you said you want to go first? Yep. Josh, and then... I don't know how it works. I mean, I guess...
4: I'm like lust, the quickest. So Pappy, day. do
2: you wanna let's just go. Yeah,
3: yeah, that order. Josh and Pappy, then
2: Pat, <laughs> Mikey, Stevie. Okay. So, Josh, your first question. Remember, these are all just fifty-fifty. Um, your first question is according to Dante's Purgatorio, pride is considered the worst of the seven deadly sins. True or false? True. That is correct. Pappy. Uh, Woo-hoo. Gone Girl has a higher metascore than The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. True or false?
3: Fall true.
2: That's correct. <laughs> Fall true. Mikey. When it comes to Worldwide Gross, Troy is Brad Pitt's biggest box office movie. True or false?
0: Mm, that's gotta be False.
2: That's correct. It's World War Z. Good job. Stevie. What's up? (laughs) These are all related to this movie in some way. Some are funnier or less... Okay, like this one. (laughs) Viva La Vida is Coldplay's highest rated album according to Metacritic. True or false? False. That's correct. It is A Rush of Blood to the Head. And I hate Coldplay. (laughs) Oh, jeez. And (laughs) Gwyneth Paltrow? (laughs) Shot Josh.
0: Who, They're not together anymore.
2: Who's Yeah, she's married to somebody else. Um, who has more Oscar nominations, Morgan Freeman or Brad Pitt? Morgan. As incorrect, it is Brad Pitt. Yeah. Ooh, He got a lot for producing, and uh, so it's kind of cheap, but hey. who? that's big. Adios, Josh. No, Wait, it's not done. Yeah. God <laughs> oh, damn it. Okay, uh... <laughs> Happy's up. The Dark Knight Rises is Morgan Freeman's highest grossing film domestically of all time. True or false?
5: Um, I'm going
3: to take the field and say false.
2: It is false. The Dark Knight is his highest. Yeah, it makes sense. Big one. Um, Mikey Seven was Driving Miss Daisy for, was a whoa, contender
3: whoa. there, but sorry.
2: Seven was nominated for best film editing at the Oscars, but lost to Braveheart. True or false?
0: Uh, it's true.
2: It is false. It lost to Apollo 13. Hmm. Okay. Stevie, what's up, my man? <laughs> Brad Pitt was born and raised in Springfield, Missouri. True or false?
5: Springfield. It's from Missouri. Maybe Joplin. I'm going to say true. False. He was
2: raised in Springfield, Missouri, but he was born in Oklahoma.
5: Lame.
2: Yeah, tricky. Hey, try to trick you. Josh. Hmm. Kevin Spacey's film Billionaire Boys Club made more money in Iceland than it did in the United States true or false
4: can you tell me what year that came out <laughs> no I can't can you use uh, it in a sentence please <laughs>
2: I'll say true that is true um, Woo. In, in Iceland it made $3,732 in America it made $1,349
4: is that the Kevin Spacey movie that after it came out for a week, they were like, it made $54? No, it made,
2: yeah, the opening <laughs> night it made like $29. <laughs> like, I feel bad for the rest of the cast because they're like, yeah, Kevin Spacey, and it's got a bunch of big actors in it. Oh, man. Yeah. Was that pre or post guys. scandal? Oh, post, for post. sure. Oh, at least post. Yeah. Okay, Mikey. Uh, seven wait. made more at the box office. Wait, 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 than did I get usually.
3: skipped? Was that?
2: Oh, sorry. Yep. Never mind. It is. My happy. Uh, you're up. Okay. Sorry. Whew. And yeah, I think it's an easy one for you. Maybe not. Seven made more at the box office than the usual suspects. True or false?
0: True.
2: Okay. Yeah. That's correct. Uh, seven made 327.3 million, and usual suspects made 34.4 million.
4: Kind of gave that one away.
2: Or yeah, I was hoping he'd stop talking about that earlier, but.
3: Sorry.
2: It (laughs) didn't work out. Um, Mikey, according to Dante's Purgatorio, sloth carries the least amount of weight on the soul. True or false?
1: Mm, False.
2: It is false. Lust carries the least amount of
1: weight. Yeah. Yeah. Stevie.
2: Kevin Spacey has won at least one Emmy for lead actor for House of Cards. True or false? True. False. He was gone. O for five on lead actor, and 0 for five on producer. Gotcha. Oof. I think I think Stevie's eliminated, by we
5: I'm watching the raid two right now, so that's awesome. Okay, sorry. No, you're good. Uh, <laughs> Stevie Josh.
3: jumps on Brett's throat. Jumps on Brett's throat for watching stuff when we pod, but.
5: <laughs> Josh,
2: <laughs> this is big. You need this. Seven was the seventh highest grossing film worldwide in 1995 that's worldwide obviously so true or false
4: uh i don't expect to host till 2020 anyway um, <laughs> i'll say that's true it's just weird enough to be fucking true whatever and it
2: and it is true oh that's yeah been- <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um Oh I forgot, there's another round. uh Pappy. Yes. It is going quick though. Adjusted for inflation. Oceans eleven is Brad Pitt's highest domestic gross at the box office. True or false?
3: True. True.
2: It is true, Pappy. Ugh. If Pappy gets the last one, it's over, but there's still chance for everybody. Mikey. Is randomly Didn't you say or...
4: there's a final round?
2: Yeah, if there's a tie. Which is a higher so number? What? The net worth of Brad Pitt or the combined net worth of Morgan Freeman, Kevin Spacey, and Gwyneth Paltrow?
0: Well, I know that Gwyneth has the Goop uh, corporation <laughs> uh, fully backed.
2: <laughs> it's like so a, it's a I lifestyle. Imagine she's got websites. billions. <laughs>
0: I would say uh, the combo is the bigger number. That, Goop is too big to fail.
2: That is that is correct. Brad Pitt is worth three hundred million. Morgan Freeman is worth two hundred. Kevin Spacey one hundred, and Gwyneth Paltrow sixty.
3: Big Goop bailout. So, not bad. 000. Not bad for Goop. Nope.
2: And I think Goop's actually worth like one hundred forty million. She just doesn't get all of it. Um, cool. So, oh, my computer's dying. Crap. All right, we gotta hurry, guys. Um, <laughs> plug it in. <laughs> I know, but I had to leave. And nobody wants that. Uh, We're Matt Stevie.
3: On, Jesus,
2: avarice is sometimes used instead of lust when naming the seven deadly sins. True or false? False. That's correct. Do you know what avarice is? No idea. It's another word for greed. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh Josh, big. You got to get it or you're dead. I know. Who has a higher career lifetime gross for their movies? Brad Pitt or Morgan Freeman? Oh
3: Josh gosh. Google's intensified.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Let's just
3: Silently pressing in MacBook keys. Um, His computer's dying.
4: I gotta go. Uh, Brad Pitt
2: is just such an A-plus celebrity. I'll just say Brad Pitt. Is incorrect. Morgan Freeman by by two point seven billion. Hey, maybe in twenty twenty.
0: Ooh, man.
2: Okay, my computer's down to seven percent. Should we stop by in? You should 7%. be able to yeah. make it to seven. Okay, I just it just went from ten to seven. In What's about left? Two minutes, so
3: I wish there more <laughs> okay. rounds?
2: No, we're almost done. But we're gonna finish it out. Um, Pappy. Not including the upcoming Shaft film, Richard Roundtree has played John Shaft six different times. True or false?
3: Take false. I'll take the field of numbers other than six.
2: False. You're correct. He's played him four times.
3: <laughs> there are better chances than <laughs> one number.
2: <laughs> Mikey, Fight Club has a higher meta score than The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. True or false?
0: Mm, I will say false.
2: False. Sixty-six to seventy. And then finally, Stevie, just for the pride. Oh yeah. Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt, and Gwyneth Paltrow have all been married twice. True or false? Oh,
4: yeah. In the movie? I'm gonna say or?
2: false. It is true. They've all been married twice. Nice okay so Pat you're the winner yeah five for five on the true or false yep Mikey did well Mikey got four out of five but Pappy put it away at the end so that's it Uh, Pappy is your winner and uh, I guess we can kick it to Spoiler Man and then we're gonna come back and have an announcement for Pappy and Pappy's gonna tell us his movie and I'm gonna go plug my computer in while Spoiler Man's going be right back
3: to wait for him.
0: Pap's pregnant and the baby is Morgan no, Freeman. No, no. I just got like
3: That's one iTunes review to read. One quick end. Good or bad? Five stars. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. From April 4th, 2019. Hot off the presses for us to be checking them. <laughs> Our email is podcast spoilers at
4: gmail.com Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod.
0: Uh, so are we gonna go even darker than seven for the next movie or are we gonna lighten it up a bit?
4: Movies like seven will be replicated and studied and made forever <laughs> and ever. And ever. <laughs> I see what you're saying.
3: <laughs> I see what you're saying. <clears throat>
2: Our Instagram is podcast spoilers. It's
3: lit. Do I have to wait for Brett? <laughs> like honestly, where is his computer back?
4: cord? What the hell?
3: Very strange.
4: He has to come back to Elkhart to get it. <sighs> I hope you pick another Kevin Spacey movie, <laughs> <laughs> or another movie that's just a number. That'd be pretty classic too. <laughs>
3: Wait, but just Brent left the call. Huh? He didn't make it in time.
4: <laughs> 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 oh no, <laughs> Fellas, is This, this recording—oh, really his oh,
3: whole file, his whole file could be in jeopardy. That's way bigger than just. Oh.
4: This is bigger than us.
3: You should have just. Yeah, comp- yeah <laughs> computer. Yeah, computer died. died. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully your file is okay. Dot dot dot. Is what I'm about to say.
4: Did he
3: God damn it! You should have just grabbed the cord.
5: How far away is a charger from a computer? He should
3: have just done it when, as soon as he saw it was dying. There's no reason not to just do it right then. <laughs> no nice. No
4: We actually like we, we really Someone could finish with that
5: Josh do your best Brett impression And finish it out No <laughs> I refuse to do that on air
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh. How can it take so long No What? what is he doing <laughs>
0: he's saving what file what are you doing he's exporting file
4: it's probably his best move
3: what are you doing <laughs> yes <laughs> why are you not back in the call we're all fucking just waiting around you're exporting files We, you start again so we can finish the goddamn episode
5: you can record while you're exporting
3: a new window. I'm sorry, I didn't know you were exporting the file. I thought... I thought your file was gone. What's in the file, Brett?
4: A lot of editing
2: in this episode.
4: If you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or
3: iTunes.
2: <laughs> and Ooh. that was Spoiler Man.
3: <laughs>
2: so, smooth uh, as butter. <laughs> smooth. We have not had any technical problems. This has been like it just happened right away. Pap, do you want to Oh no, there's no, there's no announcement. Movie and then your why announcement why the or you want to do it the other way se- around?
3: <laughs> you keep saying that, yeah. We got a we got a iTunes review. <laughs>
2: no, you have some things to read.
3: Raw regaliado uh on April fourth, two thousand nineteen. Five stars. Listen to this boys. Like a modern day Siskel and Ebert. Great podcast, guys. I absolutely love listening to you guys when I'm bored at work because of the subjects that I find entertaining and have a passion for. Movies. Would love to hear your thoughts on other <laughs> classic films of mine, like Scarface, Saving Private Ryan, Avatar, Schindler's List, Starship Troopers, and all of The Lord of the Rings. Keep up the work, gentlemen. Well, Raul I can't speak for the rest of the boys, but I'll say that at least one of those movies I'm pretty sure will spoil. Not Avatar. Point. I was Starship thinking Avatar. Starship
5: Troopers. <laughs> I love Starship Troopers. I would love to do all three
2: Lord of the Rings, but but Mikey can't watch any movies that are over two and a half hours. So
3: no, I was gonna pick Schindler's List. That sounds like a fun time. Oh. Oh,
2: God. oh, please don't! No, no,
3: no. I uh,
2: <laughs>
3: my mom was already really disappointed in me. I talked about this on another podcast, but she listened to a couple of them and she had some <laughs> uh, feedback. Uh, she really didn't like what I had to say At the end of Too Fast Too Furious She thought that was really over the line And she talked about how she was going into work To work with a bunch of little kids And how that really kind of oh, threw rat. her off For the rest of the day <laughs> So, I, I told her Does she note you're swearing at all? Uh, that's, she doesn't like it And she talks you to me about
4: You dropped about a hundred F-pops Happy, didn't you have a good cause In that episode though?
3: I don't know. She said I sounded like you sounded like planes, trains, and automobiles. The Steve Martin part. <laughs> <I'm like>, yeah. <laughs> Andrew James. I hope it was funny, <laughs> but she didn't think so. So I told her I'd pick her favorite movie. We we might also have a guest from another podcast lined up, but the name of the movie is from the Brothers Cohen. Oh, brother, where art thou?
2: Are you in I've for, actually
4: never seen that. Is this a big huh. dumb movie? Is that what you're saying,
2: Pappy? I haven't seen it in a long uh,
3: time. No, but man, oh, that was spoilers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> what?
4: Brett's supposed to say
3: that? No, I don't know. <laughs> really,
4: just
2: threw that out there. Is that the end? Fuck you, you little dipshit. Speaking of big dumb, uh, we have a recommend uh, our podcast on Facebook. One of our good buddies. Um, This podcast is great. It inspired me to start my own podcast. I love the blend of comedy and film critique and the different perspectives brought to the table. They seem like cool guys you'd want to have a beer with. Well, thank you, Corey, for those kind words. Kyla.
3: That's ni- that's nice. Whenever when I think about the podcast that inspired us to start Spoilers, it was always, oh, I can do this better than them. And so I hope that's <laughs> what he was thinking when he started Big Dumb Movie.
0: <laughs> well, watch your back, Big Dumb Movie.
2: Join in. Uh, join us next week for "Oh Brother, Where Art Thou"? Probably the Coen's like sixth best movie, but it's still good. Uh, thank you, everyone. Uh This There's was spoilers.
1: We up like ladies, and burn them in dirty 380s. Then they come to kill our babies. That's all out. I got cats that blow the wall out, clear them all out, fuck the fallout. work the stretch, I bet they pussy. The seven digits push me, fucking real. Here's the deal I got a hundred bricks, 14.5 a piece. Enough to cut six by the house on the beach. Supply the piece with jeeps, brick a piece, caprice. Everybody getting cream. No one considered a leech, think about it now, that's damn near 1.5, I kill them all, I'll be set for life, Frank pay attention, these motherfuckers is henchmen, renegades, if you die they still get paid, extra probably, fuck a robbery, I'm the boss, promise you won't rob them, I promise, but of course you know I have my fingers
2: crossed in a tight spot i saw that in the dollar theater the same day i saw snatch
5: i remember the dollar theater i remember that was a long
3: one
4: yeah
3: what are you watching right now